I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. I want to watch the Blue Collar Comedy Tour again in like 2022 just to see what it feels like. Never happened. I bet a lot of it holds up. They they all make it through COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron White did not. <laughs> Bill I Ingvall mean, sadly passed away. <laughs> there, there is a non-zero chance one of the blue collar comedy tour people do not support vaccines or it's masks. Ron White. It's Ron. Is White. it Ron White? It's got to be Ron White. <laughs> I say as I'm drinking scotch from a glass. Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't him. Bill Ingvall went on a family trip uh, to Machu Picchu, and he has yet to be found. Um, but the rest. <laughs> <laughs> he wandered into a temple yeah. and has since yet to be returned. Temple they guards found, grabbed him. They found some ancient art in a different part of the temple that depicts Bill Engvall, so they're concerned he might have wandered into some sort of mystical portal. It's a, it's well, a, he handed him a sign. And, uh, it's, it's, it's like a placard. Here's your sign. He was destined. <laughs> I just, I remember like loving it in elementary and middle school, but God, that is, that, yeah. that's sort of humor was entirely like very early 2000s. Well, it was catchphrase comedy. Yeah, that it was yeah. like you knew what was coming. It was like a big setup, and then everyone cheered when the thing that you know happens. It's it's <laughs> hard to beat. Easy sign. I wish I, I was still. I wish I still liked that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I wish people still did that. It was like in big theaters, and you could just like go and see your favorite comedian just say the same thing over and over. Bazinga! If you. <laughs> Get her done. That's it. Yeah. Did, I don't think Ron White had a catchphrase. Is it nah. just like they just call, grumpy? It was like they call me Tater Salad was like his whole thing. That's yeah, that was right. his, that was his big bet. Yeah, was his that was, was his his hot pockets. He was a very good storyteller, I will say. Um, the rest of them I I don't quite remember. I feel like well, out of all four, Larry the Cable Guy is like, I feel like he's the coolest out of them. Maybe that's just because I think, I, I think you're right. Well, also, Larry the Cable Guy is a kayfabe character. Right. That is not his voice or demeanor or outlook. <laughs> he's, I think he's from Iowa. Wow. His name's like Chris his Whitney name's or like, something. Yeah, his, he has like a, his name's like Lawrence or something like that. It's Larry's <laughs> shoot name. Are you looking it up? Yeah, what's his government name? Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Hey, I got the Whitney right. That's a you civil can, war can, ass name. He is <laughs> almost 60. I, I highly recommend watching an out of out of character Larry the Cable Guy interview to do absolute psychic damage to yourself. <laughs> I'm excited for like ten years from now, like the sixty minutes interview where it's just all four of them just sitting down with fucking who's who knows I don't know sixty minutes anchors, uh, but they're just like talking about the good old days and it's like the fucking uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young interview they did a while ago. It's just like and we're still touring. Ron's dead, but. Uh, just like old and I don't know. I, I'd like to imagine Larry the Cable Guy is like he's the more refined one out of the bunch. You know what? I'm looking at Larry the Cable Guy's personal life section. Crystal clear. There's no, <laughs> there's no controversy here. Yeah. He has a wing of a hospital in Orlando named after him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Is it named like Daniel Lawrence Whitney Wing or is it Larry? It's the, the Wyatt Whitney Wing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Doctor, we've got to get him to the Larry the Cable Guy Wing. Larry the hospital wing. <laughs> he, he, has a, he has a street named after him in Nebraska in his hometown. 
He's an avid REO Speedwagon fan and has gone on tour with them, and he supports the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And that's all there is. There's no there's no controversy. There's no you know domestic domestic dispute sections. That's what I'm saying. There's the cable guy, upstanding citizen. <laughs> Not going to ask Get who he done. voted for in 2016, but you know, <laughs> he probably didn't even. You might, yeah. He just he's like he's. He's a he's a Guy Fieri type. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Jill, Jill yeah. Stein. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> That's funny right there. I don't he's care a gang who gang. you are. <laughs> well. Get her done. If you care who we are, this is the Radish uh-huh. Podcast. The uh, show and tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. I am your host and curator this week. That's a fun thing to say again. Uh, who... Again, uh, what was it? A week ago, I already forgot the artist. Who was it? We didn't. You didn't do an artist last week. Oh, you're right. So Plus March is steakhouses. Like, March is like we free reign. Different steakhouse this week. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, well, Sean Barry Hanna. That counts. What was that? What's Benny Hanna? Oh, steak. <laughs> I'm Will for Barrel, Old Country Store. <laughs> All right, I'm Will. <laughs> I'm only doing family restaurants on the side of Southern highways. <laughs> Next one, Sizzler. I'm Shoney's. <laughs> oh, oh I producer think. Mal got it in one. Benny Shauna. Oh, uh, thank you, Mal. All right. I'll, I'll edit it back. John. Hold on. I'm going to take that one more time. <laughs> Benny Shauna. And I'm just going to put that over <laughs> myself. You stole that from producer Mal. <laughs> thank you, Mal. Well, this week, folks, we are going to be talking about uh news from the east both no both bad uh <laughs> i was gonna say what name bad news it's no longer good news just bad news it's uh, i like the ominous news from the east news from the east <laughs> received in the radish we have news from the east like a gull brought it to us <laughs> <laughs> we've received a missive <laughs> from across the sea uh <laughs> we're also we've received be- news from the east I'm going to be guiding Tyler and Will through the uh, best dude rock franchise of the past decade. And then uh, we're talking about Magic Mike, folks. You better believe it. And then uh, at the end of the show, we're going to go through our own Magic Mike personas. Our, uh, our magic sonas. Our, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did everybody just witness that? People who are watching the stream, tune into twitch.tv slash radishpod. Sean just gave the gentlest kiss off screen. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Paint it caught me hold. by a surprise. <laughs> Steven Soderbergh is just off screen. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't turn it down. You can't do that on Twitch. We'll kick us off. That's fair. For <laughs> kisses. No kisses. No cooties. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna present this headline, and it's gonna sound innocuous. It's gonna be sound. Oh yeah. Um, and the headline is. Adidas closes Russia stores amid Ukraine war, which understandable. A lot of you know sanctions against Russia. Not going to weigh in. Just we get it. Um, Although if we weighed in, come on, it's 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 not something that we need to be like, whoa, we can't oh. weigh in on what's going on over there. Oh, true. Yeah, it's yeah, universally we're not fans of Russia on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not pro Russia. We're not saying, oh man, Russia lost a good one. What they did lose though <laughs> is that you hear that news. And you think, oh, that's innocuous, whatever. You know, Nike and PlayStation, they shut their stuff down too. Imagine a Russian man, if you will. What is he wearing? <laughs> He's wearing it's a true. vest. 
He is wearing a full here. I'll give. I haven't done this since like a, a route. He's dressed like every every character in John Wick who doesn't have a name. He's got the three <laughs> stripes down the legs, up the shoulders. He's he's Adidas out. The the Bliats are going to be uh, lacking in Russia. Uh, the Russian mafia, who knows what they're doing? I don't. I don't claim to. Please, someone reach out to me. But you're, but you're wearing the uniform. <laughs> I, that is true. Sean stood up, showed off his Russian mafia uniform, and says, I don't know what they're doing. Sean is shipping illicit pallets of Adidas um, sportswear to Russia as we speak. Mm, That's yeah. who he was kissing, was the, <laughs> the person who's picking up the pallets and loading it into the truck. It was a kiss of death. What goes on between me and Vladimir is no one's business. <laughs> we, I've known him for a long time. So this, this is, is smart. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. I'm saying this is this is a, a, a crushing blow to people who like uh, Adidas, but also like hired goons everywhere are going to be yeah. <laughs> very upset about this. A true crushing blow to just henchmen. What are Russians going <laughs> to wear now? Henchmen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Adidas is truly draining the life force out of Russia more than any U.S. sanction can. Yeah. Uh, I'm just concerned that Vladimir Putin might get his hands on the Chaos Emeralds because if he has all Chaos Emeralds, there's no such thing as mutually assured destruction. Oh, man. <laughs> Sonic 2 I, out in theaters this May. The new Sonic movie should end with Shadow the Hedgehog aligning with Russia <laughs> to set up the se- the threequel, the squeakquel, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. <laughs> uh, and an even worse news. Oh, God. Japan's killing stone breaks in half after 1,000 years. Legend has it Listen. that the demonic spirit trapped inside is now free and to wreak havoc on the land. Would we even Listen. notice? Like, at this Why, point... Yeah. <laughs> Not now. Get a number, <laughs> man. Read the room. Why would you even... Cr- if there was a stone that was looked like it might break in half in the next thousand years, why would you call it the killing stone? <laughs> or why would you trap a demon in that? Why not trap it in something a little more fortified than, than, a, than a rock and leaving it out to the public? What's more fortified than a rock? That's true. How, how would you even go about doing that? Was it... Did they trap a demon in it, or did they just look at that rock and go, oh, demon in that rock? <laughs> i tell you what. <laughs> is this the rock that the, the big stone from Demon Slayer was based on? Or is that a different No, because a, a child with a wooden sword didn't cut it in half. <laughs> we don't know that. Krillin punched it in half when he was trying to fight Joan of Arc. <laughs> demon stone, demon slayer. I get where you're going with this, Sean. No, it's. I think... The rock in Demon Slayer is like based off of a real rock. This, judging by the setting I, here, it I might not the be the real a, thing. But. It's a metaphor for demon slaying. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a promotion for the Jujutsu Kaisen movie coming out this weekend. I'm going on Sunday. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's true. They uh, it curses. Upper level curses. Why would you even call it the Killing Stone? Why wouldn't you call it like? The prosperity stone and be like, oh, it's broken. Things are going to start getting better around here. Like, oh, it's prosperity broken. A tiny man is going to kill us all. <laughs> Little demon is going to wreak havoc. I would have killed to see a video of the rock just opening and like the little guy who does the wall flip from TikTok running. 
<laughs> just <laughs> crescent escapes. That's what I'm. I, I got the same image of just like if Iceland had this exact same sort of thing, it would be like, oh, we've released the Yule Lads eight months early. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the children hide. <laughs> Schools canceled. We gotta hide them. <laughs> Schools canceled. Oh boy, <laughs> this thing had this thing had a. I mean. I think someone had to have broken it because this rock had a Wikipedia page before it broke. Mm. This is a famous rock. This isn't just like a rock that the locals knew. Somebody had to have broken it to be like, oh, the killing rock's broken. I don't know why it was Ray Romano, but <laughs> Ray Romano broke the news. No, you're right. I think we need to step up security around more famous rocks around the world, like the Blarney Stone. You get some folks over there real quick. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> he gets cut in half. You smell what it's cooking. <laughs> and see it. What's another What's another famous get rock? people's there? elbow. <laughs> I, think, I mean, the Blarney Stone seems to be, I, I think that's like in a castle. I think the rock of Gibraltar is. just crushed. <laughs> Which is split in half, I think. Is it? <laughs> We're too late. <laughs> Plymouth Rock. According to Wikipedia, the stone is believed to have the transformed corpse of uh, Tamamo no Mai, a beautiful woman who was exposed as a nine-tailed fox working for an evil daimyo plotting to kill the emperor. This is Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> there was also Naruto is in that rock. <laughs> I, I would like to meet her. Like this is this seems a lot less scary. Now I'm intrigued. Well, she is a Wikipedia page too. Along oh. This is an ARG. <laughs> Skip down to the uh, controversy. <laughs> Maybe in a couple months. This is this is an ad campaign for Pokari Sweat now available in the U.S. <laughs> so, uh, so, folks out east, stay safe. We're thinking about you. Watch out for the nine-tailed fox. Watch out for the yeah the nine-tailed fox or a beautiful woman who was might actually be a nine-tailed fox. Yeah, you hear that, Japan? She might be working be for wary evil of Beautiful women. <laughs> well, that's. That's just a key takeaway from anything, not just the killer. That's just the, broken. The, <laughs> the plot of Radish. Just watch out for women. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, you're probably doing a pretty good job avoiding them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Before we move on to show and tells, y'all uh, see, listen, watch, read any good stuff this past week? Yeah, I read a book this week. No, Batman was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Y'all saw the Batman. Batman fucking was good. The Bat. Yep. I think it might be the best one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I I have a hard time thinking otherwise. Did you <laughs> cry in this on one, it. Sean? No. See? It's not sad. It's not sad. He, cri- he cried in Dark Knight. The Dark Knight it Rises. Is. Yeah. Dark Knight there, Rises. There, there is not a single moment of let up in this movie, though. It is pretty much oppressive and, and suffocating for three hours, yeah. which is probably the one bad thing about it is that it is three hours long. It Ooh. does, and it feels like it, too. But... The world that Matt Reeves creates and just like the characters, it just it feels good to be there for that long. Um, I'm excited. Probably could have been two and a half. (laughs) When I was watching it, I was like, I don't know if I want to rewatch this again. Like, obviously, I've seen The Dark Knight several times, but I don't know if I want to rewatch this again. But I, as the days go by, I keep thinking about it. Like, I would happily rewatch this and you know, eat up any sort of special features or whatever that are available. They released a commentary track with like Robert Pattinson and uh, Zoe Kravitz. I'm in. I want to hear Michael Giacchino's commentary because uh, he 
created a score for this movie, which is basically just four notes from something in the way by Nirvana for played over and over and over and over yeah. again. Um, <laughs> but it's really cool. Like he, he crushed it. And also Gilbert Gottfried, just because it's Gilbert an Godfrey. interesting voice to have on. The- yeah. That'd be interesting. Just to get his, <laughs> his thoughts and views on the Batman. Uh, I didn't work on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Dana. Scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, go see it if you haven't yet. It's it's extremely good. I my friend said it best where uh similar to how I feel about like The Last Jedi, it's the best bat like it's the best Batman movie where I could, you know, would argue that The Dark Knight is the best Batman movie. Um Yeah. Similar what? to like Last Jedi is the Come best Star on. Wars movie and Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. If that tracks. Okay. I mean Dark Knight's yeah, great, but it is like Batman's hardly in it. Yeah, it's like it's a. That means in Dark Knight, I think for like twenty five minutes of screen time or something like that. Really? For, yeah. Yeah, he's almost not. He's he's well, pretty much entirely Christian Bale. And you oh. barely see Robert Pattinson out of the cowl in this movie. When you do, he's selling it. But this, like, it felt like reading a Batman comic, and I don't think any other one. Like, of course, you know, Zack Snyder could fucking just copy panels from Year Zero, and or you know, uh, uh, forgot the name of the Batman comic or. What was that? Oh, The Dark Knight Rises or whatever. He Returns. could just copy panels from that. And it's, it feels like it looks like the comic book. But this one just felt like reading a Batman comic book. And it, it felt a lot the animated series, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was just good shit. Good. I'm really excited good. to see it. Um, I will say the the new King Gizzard track, the Dripping Tap, 18 minutes long. Miraculous. It's fantastic. Omnium Gatherum is going to be unbelievable. Can't wait. Uh, I think Will and I are seeing them twice this year, and both times I oh, it's gonna be a hoot. Yeah, I've listened to that song like twelve times in the past couple of days. <laughs> it's nice. it's a long one, but man, it's so good. Nice. Well, if you want a break from the psych rock, one of my favorite albums of the year just came out this week too. Have you guys ever heard of Macross eighty two to ninety nine? That's the like the what is that called? City. It's like city I, I, pop mixed with. Like Chill Wave, and the album is called Sailor Wave 3, and it just came out this week, and it is groovy as hell, if you like that kind of music. Um, Definitely, you know, a mix-up from the psych rock, but it might be good to, you know... uh, Actually, the album itself is probably almost as long as... as, uh, um, Or a little bit longer than the single, so... uh, Very short, like two, two two-and-a-half-minute songs. They're bops. It's fun. Absolutely, Ellison. Yeah, Yeah, this is great. Pump up the energy. I do it. Mac Frost, 82 to 99. Mexican vaporwave musician. Sick. Mm. Yeah, vaporwave. That's the that's the term I was trying to come up with. Sailor Wave 3. Okay. Yeah, it's got Sailor Moon on there. It's got someone else. You ever just throw on like a vaporwave Spotify playlist oh, when yeah. you're like working? Oh, That's how I oh, found yeah. Mac Ross. I do uh, City Pop and that. that there we go. Goes. This yeah. is a marriage of both the genres. I can't do city pop while I'm working because it's got lyrics. Mm. Uh, I like a I like a like a waiting room music almost. That's a didgeridoo. Close. Chillwave. I'm from trying to snar. Snar. Chillwave. Chillwave. We're pretty good at this. We should do an Australian podcast. We should keep doing the Australian accent. Shrimp on the Bobby. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard presents a chill wave album. 
You're straying into New Zealand, which is very impressive, but we're sticking with Australia yeah. here. No, that's really all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some to- constant. You don't you don't get to pick, but some consonants you just you just drop. Yes. <laughs> and you say the, the C word a lot. I was I was <laughs> yeah, told I'm not more. I'm not allowed to anymore. <laughs> not till the but. end of the episode, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Um all right, all right, all right. All right. Friends, I have a question. Hey, Magic Mike. Yeah, go what? for it. If either of you uh Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to make a, a brief assumption. I'm we all three of us have seen the Oceans movies, right? Sure. I have not. Oceans, you haven't, Will. No. They're very good. No. Our- Oceans 11, Ocean 13, both great. Oceans 12, pretty fun. Um, super fun heist movies, great cast, hard to beat. They came out in the mid-2000s, still popular. They're on HBO Max, super fun to watch. Um, Steven Soderbergh knows how to uh, direct a heist movie. They're very much in the spirit of, like, dudes rock. And when mm-hmm. Oceans 13 came out, completed the trilogy... It you know it felt like the end of things. It felt proper. It felt good. And I think Ocean's Eight came out what four, three or four years ago with Sandra Bullock and a uh, mm-hmm. whole lot of other folks. And spoiler alert: they uh, for some reason I don't know why they include in the script that uh, George Clooney's character Danny Ocean has died. And <laughs> I nice. So it seems like that franchise has come to a close. And I mourn it, but it, you know the movies are infinitely watchable. So it goes. Fortunately, Steven Soderbergh, jack of all trades, in 2012, moved on to a new sort of dude's rock storytelling. And, you know, uh, it, it, it is inspired by its extremely charismatic star, who I think is getting a pretty good comeback this year and he's starring in dog. I think that's out right now. And he's about to star in the lost city again with Sandra Bullock. Uh, talk about Channing Tatum. Infinitely charming. So fun to watch. If you haven't seen, you know, Logan lucky, very much worth it. I think the, you know, uh, 21, 22 jump street movies, pretty fun from what I hear. Uh, I'm great. Steven Soderbergh's, uh, credits right here. I have only seen one Steven Soderbergh movie in my life. Which one's that? Wow, <laughs> Logan Lucky. Okay, that's a great one to see. Oh, uh, I've I've dodged all of these like the Matrix bullets for some reason. <laughs> oh man, Will, you are in for a treat. Um, but in 2012, Steven Soderbergh got with his guy Channing Tatum, and Channing had a story to tell. And Channing's story was about how he started before his acting career. Uh. Started as a uh, male stripper in Florida before he was discovered as an actor. And Soderbergh heard that. His writer, uh, Reed Carolyn, heard it. And they turned it into a story that created a franchise that is, no pun intended, magical. (laughs) It is the first movie, Magic Mike, came out in 2012. It is about Channing Tatum's character, Mike, who daylight... By daylight, he is a, a, a construction worker. He's a contractor. He wants to build furniture. He's, you know, very smart, trying to, you know, get back on his feet. And by night, he works in Tampa's most rowdy uh, male strip club that can be imagined on film. And there's Matthew McConaughey's there, Joe Manganiello, uh, Matt Bomer. It's what a roster. It's incredible. It's just man meat wall to wall. 
<laughs> Might regret saying that. Whatever. Um, basically, the first magic mic. Wall to wall man meat. <laughs> the first magic mic is just about Mike taking a young, uh, a younger guy played by Alex Pettifer. He plays a guy named Adam who just kind of is lost, hasn't really found his way, and he takes Adam and he's like taking him out to bars and he's like trying to and he kind of like very cleverly eases him into the male dancer scene. And it's just, it follows their relationship and how they break apart and how, you know, they get back together here and there. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. Like I said, it's magical. It Steven Soderbergh has such a knack for just like leaving a camera on characters, letting them act out a scene and just moving the movie along. It's it's a quick, how long is this thing? It's uh, a quick and a uh, hour. hour and 50. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the Dr. Zhivago of Tripper films. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's a well done movie. Florida looks yellow as hell, but you know, I'll leave it up to the colorist. Yeah. Uh, that's what Florida, Florida looks yellow as hell. That's true. So magic Mike comes out 2012 sweeps the nation. People love it because of, you know, it's fantastic. I will admit I hadn't gotten to it until this, just this year. Um, because what? I was like, I know you're a fake fan. I know. Uh, we're going to gatekeep it was <laughs> magic Mike. <laughs> something we're both learning about. <laughs> Uh, it was because uh, we had seen a couple trailers for those Channing Tatum movies, and we we're like, "Man, he's real charming. We should watch Magic Mike." And we did, and I'm so glad. And then a, a couple weeks later, we decided. I remember Magic Mike XXL uh, getting also very good reviews, and it did for a very good reason because Magic Mike XXL takes out conflict. It takes out, oh, I've got to take this <laughs> troubled kid under my wing. It, it takes out all of that, and it is literally just it's we just gotta get we gotta get the gang back together for the stripper convention in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and it's just it's all the guys you met in the first movie who were like, man, I wish we would have spent more time with them. They're they're all on the bus in this movie, and they go get Mike, and they're like, Mike, we got to do this, and he's like, damn it, I'm in, and. It's just, it, they just go to these different spots and it, there's like little cameos and it's like, oh yeah, I used to work with this guy. And they go to like this like old house in Savannah where just like there's this dancing club at night and it's just like this magical scene. And then they go to this convention where they all have like You forgot own- to mention that at the house is Donald Glover. Oh yeah, Donald Glover's there. He's in it. Yeah. It's just, I Will, this might pull you. Uh, there's one character named Tarzan who is a very <laughs> large man. Um, is it Kevin Nash? It is Kevin Nash. I love Kevin Nash. Is which I did not clock until well into Magic Mike XXL. Because you, they don't spend a lot of time of, on him in the first movie, unfortunately. But once you get this next movie, it's like, I bet that guy's a WWE wrestler. And you look it up, <laughs> it's Kevin Nash. Oh, he's he's NWO original. Uh, he's a great actor. I wish he Billy, had the career that The Rock does, but, you know. Billy Gardell's great in this. it is just it is a hoot of a time i will say matthew mcconaughey who is a a highlight of the first movie he's not in magic mike xxl but that's fine because i got a great cast also died also died (laughs) Um, but i'm bringing this all up because both movies are on hbo max both you know available to watch highly recommend it it makes just for a fun night of just like rowdy just watching a feel-good movie with just the most charming cast imaginable and i also bring it up because and you know doing what i do watching movies checking imdb i was checking steven soderbergh uh, his imdb and his upcoming features i will say i should clarify magic mike xxl was not directed by soderbergh it was directed by gregory jacobs who uh if you go back and look gregory jacobs is essentially uh soderbergh's first assistant director on every other movie he's done 
Okay. So it, it's in good hands. It is entirely in his style. And not to mention, <laughs> uh, Steven Soderbergh edits and uh, DPs his movies under pseudonyms. Um, I want to, uh, it's like Peter Andrews and I think Marianne Landers, something like that. Um, so he's still very much involved. And mm. Guillermo del Toro directed XXL. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> we don't know when it's coming out. Nothing's listed yet, but we know that Magic Mike's Last Dance is coming soon, and Soderbergh last is currently dance? working on it. His Last Dance. They're going to remove Why? even more. They're completing even more conflict. We're getting the Dude's Rock trilogy completion. We had the Oceans movies in the early 2000s, and now we're getting Magic Mike. And it's just, I talking about it with a friend a couple weeks ago, I compared a Soderbergh to like a VOCs of film directors. Cause he can do comedy. He can do drama. He can do thriller. He can do just like minimal sexy dancing. He can do sexy and he can do sexy dancing. It's just all <laughs> these different kinds of genres and tropes. He can do masterfully. And it's just, he has become such a comfort watch. If you want me to continue with that metaphor, uh, the Coen brothers are the King gizzard of filmmakers because they can do all of those things also. Um, but there's a, it seems like there's a little bit more of a mission statement, uh, of like a unified statement in all of the, uh, the, the films and, uh, clothes on, I enjoy clothes on in Coen brothers films. Well, it depends which yeah. movie. Well, that, that makes me wonder what is, what's the last dance going to be about? What is the last dance? They're getting the gang back together. They're all going to get dressed. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the thing is the that, construction of the stripper film where they're going to put clothes on the whole movie the finale of XXL has some of the most wild truly like elaborate uh, it felt like the, the fight between Kong and Godzilla it was just like it's all coming to this and you see like Man six meat. of them there's a there's a one of the dancers I think Joe Mangelnello's character does a number to Nine Inch Nails closer which I thought, or closer, Ooh. and I thought, there's no way this song is sexy. Sure is. I was wrong. Oh, it is. It is extremely <laughs> sexy, uh, especially in that movie. Um, so I don't know what Magic Mike's Last Dance is going to be about. I think it might be shot on an iPhone because Soderbergh likes to do that. Um, but it's it's going to look great. It's going to have Channing Tatum, and he's at you know the peak of his career. Uh, no, he's not. No, I guess he's not, but he's he's, he's been gone. <laughs> he's, in the, for, he's in the prime. He's yeah, he's been gone for a couple years, and he's back, and he seems to be having a lot of fun. I'm happy to see it. Um, can't recommend these movies enough. Just a real fun time. Because because you mentioned his acting career, I did look up Kevin Nash's acting career. Mm. Nope. Um, he is co-starring in Dog with Channing Tatum. Fantastic. Whoa. They're getting the game. I don't back know if together. Kenning Tatum and Kevin Nash are just like dude bros now, <laughs> um, but he's he's been in he's been in a handful of things. Yeah. He's been in uh, he was uh, Shredder. He was the body for Shredder in the TMNT live action movie in Holy the nineties. Wow, um, and that's about it. He was in, <laughs> he's, everything he was else. in Steel Magnolias. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I know he was in Detroiters. I looked. <laughs> he was really good <laughs> in Detroiters. Kevin Nash and Steel Magnolias. <laughs> In most movies, he plays like giant or Odin or yeah, you know, just giant henchman number one. This one he plays Tarzan. It's great. The numbers, the dance numbers, unbelievable. I had no idea uh, male strip clubs were like this. There seems to be a lot of implied consent that I, I find hard to believe. But regardless. You got to sign a waiver at the door. It, Tyler, you say that. Watch these movies. I have. You I watched these movies closer to when they came out. I didn't even ask. Tyler's the OG Magic Mike fan of the group. No kidding. I'm the host of this show that's in the Magic Mike. We discussed this. 
What did you think? I'm Tyler? just what now learning that Magic Mike is not now you see me. Did I? Um, <laughs> they should switch titles. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, this isn't the ma- the Magic movies <laughs> with Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, where he makes a plane disappear. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what we were talking about this whole time. Dave Franco. <laughs> Tyler, do you? What do you think? What are your thoughts on? Um, it's been a while since I've seen these movies. I, in fact, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, the, the, what, how I saw Magic Mike XXL was from Blockbuster's DVD delivery thing that they did like back in the 2000s. Like, when did that movie come out? 2015. Well, okay. Maybe I saw the first one on the, (laughs) I remember seeing one of them because it came in and my parents were like, why is this here? And uh, <laughs> no reason. And uh, ran upstairs. No, I'm just kidding. I, I I don't remember why I watched it, but it's it's pretty good. They're fun movies. Choreography. Are they on HBO? This feels like an HBO Max movie. They are on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, oh, I got it in one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> A lot of Soderbergh movies are on HBO Max. Uh, no, Contagion. Did you do Contagion. Contagion. He did do Contagion. Contagion's extremely okay. good. Um, I don't want to watch it right now. That's okay. <laughs> it's too too fresh. <laughs> I would go in the nose. I know all the oceans movies. I believe all those are on HBO Max. Uh, his most recent movies, Kimmy and No Sudden Move. That's another thing. He releases a movie like a year, if not two, um, because he just like he does these like minimal shoots, and they always come out with like really cool stories. Um, he, he doesn't edit. <laughs> it's just the footage that he shot. <laughs> the man edits himself. So movie. Uh, he did Let Them All Talk, which had Meryl Streep and Lucas Hedges that came out, what, two years ago? Maybe last year? Really good movie. You, you don't expect it, but it's a really solid movie. Logan Lucky, I will sing the praises of. And he's from Atlanta. That's right. It's, a hometown hero. Yeah. He's probably eating at the varsity. <laughs> he probably. He's eating at the varsity. <laughs> he's ridden a bird scooter down Peachtree. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, if you're out there and you're like, ah, I kind of want to watch something fun and kind of mindless and just want to enjoy myself, throw on Magic Mike. Get past your, you know, puritanical hangups if you have them. Like, oh, no, I'm not into that kind of thing. You watch it. You're, you're into it. I, I promise you. It's it's like watching, it's like where John Wick is like ballet with guns. This is like, I don't know. Ballet with John Wick with out. like abs. It's like, it's like dancing. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's like footloose. It's like, well, I haven't seen Footloose. I can't compare. Mm. No, you're fine. (laughs) So. Now talk about a movie y'all really need to see. No, no. (laughs) You get your week two weeks from now. We'll talk about Footloose. on a Footloose show and tell. (laughs) Footloose. So now that begs the question. If we were invited on the boy bus and we had to put together numbers. (laughs) Oh, God. The man meat mobile. The man meat mobile. (laughs) Cruising Radish, on down Main Street. The Radish Boys are going to Myrtle Beach. We have to put together a number. What what song and what persona are you adapting? Mm. Tyler, would you? So, oh. Tyler, go ahead. I, I, fine, I'll go first. So, my persona is Spliff Blunt Smoking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it a later hose and weed guy? Comes out in a puff of smoke. I red as fucked. Got a white button up, halfway unbuttoned. Lederhosen, clogs, suspenders, fedora, a bong the size of one of those Toblerone. I'm gonna be tossing out lighters into the crowd, and, and when they light the bong, the sound's gonna go burr 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 while while uh while I'm ripping it, 
And uh, <laughs> the song is I'm a Beat by Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the, you can turn that into like a pole situation. That's that's fun, Tyler. That's yeah, a good choice. You can dance around with it. Yeah. Rip, so run the name by me one more time. Spliff Blunt Smoking. I, I picture like a clog dance happening during this. Oh, 100%. During I'm a Bee. Yeah. <laughs> clog a dance. Perfect. Later hose. You click a little you hat with a feather in it. Take <laughs> off the clogs. They hit someone in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kick that off. No, it's, no. It, could you do a pole dance around the giant Ricola horn? That's what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Perfect for it. Um, my, my magic mic persona is a Burl esque, um, <laughs> like Burl Ives. Yeah, I just <laughs> dress like Burl Ives, and I just do I strip to to Burl Ives songs. Um, come I come along out with us. <laughs> I, yeah, I come out with like a little goatee and a bolo tie. <laughs> and uh, here's something I've realized is that a lot of strippers, um, from what I've what I can tell from Magic Mike, they come out in all of their clothes and they spend a lot of the show taking them off, yeah. which I think. Eats up a lot of their time, so I'm just gonna walk out naked. Pass <laughs> <laughs> naked. No, Come on, let's no shoes. Crawl, gotta crawl, gotta crawl. Barefoot. Oh, I'm gonna walk out silently. Like there's not gonna be music, and then I'm gonna snap my fingers a couple times. And then, Lights, you know, please. Have a holly. Have a, have a holly jolly Christmas starts playing. And then me, me Silver and my fake goatee and bolo tie, just kind of helicopter for three and a half minutes. <laughs> Nothing but a bolo tie. Respect. The ugly bug ball. <laughs> Once a lonely caterpillar sat and cried. Oh, no. Just, yes, no. we have no bananas. <laughs> not Burl Ives. Not Burl Ives. Well, I know it's not Burl Ives, but... Wait, was it, Ugly Bug Ball Burl Ives? It's Burlesque. Yeah, Burlesque. If he comes out do... does any other song, no uh, one will get it, obviously. I get the pun. Hang on. I can do Ugly Bug Ball. I can do Holly Jolly Christmas. I can do On Top of Old Smoke. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. Maybe silver and gold, go tell Aunt Rosie. Boo-boo-boo-boo John from, from Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> um, yeah, I could do any of these old, uh, you know, chain gang songs. They're probably all in the uh, public domain. So yeah. You don't even have but to I, pay. Yeah. Uh, As I say that, Big Rock Candy Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> He's performed that. I can do that. Candy and, Mountain. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, producer Rice Enjoyer says that when I started talking, they said he's going to do Ugly Bug Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's my brand. <laughs> oh, I get a strip. It's going to be Ugly Bug Ball. I'm not stripping. I'm walking out naked <laughs> to stunned silence. It's like, is that the Colonel Sanders up there? And it's just Ugly Bug Ball. <laughs> is he even supposed to be here? <laughs> this guy just walked up on stage. Oh, boy. Once a lonely cat, and then I'm just just helicopter <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Really, really come along with door. us. <laughs> Thanks to the ugly butt ball, <laughs> and then I leave without saying a word or making a dollar. <laughs> I leave with less money than I came. You in like with. kick the dollars off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't want your handouts. <laughs> your hand I'm gonna take me and my ugly bug balls are out of here. So I didn't come up with a name, but for at least we'll this first it. one, uh, it's less of a first. Yeah, I have two. Uh, I wanted to hit both spectrums. So I think you know, obviously, I had to pull one from Sean's A24 owner here, um, and I think the score for Hereditary, terrifying, yes, <laughs> but I think Reborn. <laughs> 
I think could be very sultry. So I'm thinking we get like I come out and like, you know, uh, what was his on name? fire on fire? Ooh. <laughs> uh, but I come out with the crown, the broken nose and all that. And the song's playing. It's, it's very sultry. Ugly ball starts. I get the hungry ball, ugly ball is still playing in the back. <laughs> I feel like that could be a very sultry dance. Just kind of like it's it's. A lot of bell ringing and a lot of like, oh, and it feels like you're witnessing something that you shouldn't. Um, I think I could do that. I like that idea. That's not dissimilar from the uh, the kind of ballet that uh, Padme and the alien do at the end of um, Annihilation. Ooh. No, that's yeah, that's that's pretty close. That would maybe you can get that's another good one. An alien in the bodysuit, and you can do a coordinated. That'd be hot. Do that, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. Um, you get a screen bear. <laughs> I did consider. I will say this challenge. I, I came up with this challenge. It was very difficult for me because I've thought about a lot of drag numbers. Never thought about like a, a very like male macho uh, a stripper number like this. Um, hmm. But yeah, reborn. I, I think that would make for a pretty interesting number. The next one, again, haven't come up with a name, but I think Nicholas. I would. I would have a, a blazer like a <laughs> a white. <laughs> unknown <laughs> Gary question <laughs> um, I'm, I'm wearing a, a, a pink like a purple From parts beyond <laughs> glitter blazer <laughs> sorry I'm just not imagining the, the tomb of the unknown soldier that's the theme <laughs> for just walk back and forth you have to do the march yeah. back and forth <laughs> <laughs> the lady is the tomb <laughs> all right <laughs> so the, paying respects to <laughs> <laughs> so the the next one i have is i'm wearing a uh like a, a purple glitter blazer will's gonna know what I'm, I'm going from it's got some feathers on the the little apollo over here on the shoulder over here just stripped down out of that uh but we're playing andy your star by the killers which is an extremely sexy song um and i think that can make a great number uh you just do a little bit of like desert glam like kind of like mad max light with uh, mm. like Burning Man, and you know, also you know, Las Vegas, the Killers. Uh, I think that would be. You're, you're painting the whole mood board here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't choreograph the dance, but I can give you the mood. I can get you like the, the image, but not get too graphic. But I think, I think those would be good. We'll cover our drag like routines that. later on. Mine's still just Burlesque. Yes. <laughs> Burlesque is a great drag queen name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it also could be Milton Berle. I could do some like early, <laughs> early television <laughs> comedy. <laughs> do the Colgate Hour. <laughs> Get around. Oh. Um, we wanted to move this up. Can I go ahead before we do plugs? Before we wrap up the show? Yes. Can I give you guys the Tournament of Champions? Yeah. Which Tyler has entrusted me to this week. Radish Tournament of Champions. All right. Will's Tournament of Champions. Okay, Will's Tournament of Champions. Because normally Tyler. So you got to do the theme song because normally I do it for you. Okay. One of the lonely caterpillars sat and cried. Thank you. Thank you. All right. On In one corner, we have Charles Manson. Oh. And he he does have the entire Manson family at his disposal to do his bed. Oh. It's already. In the other corner, we have Phineas and Ferb. I've thought all day about this, and I don't know. <laughs> all, all of them have. I think Wait, other than is, Charles himself have killed before. Is Perry also yeah, everyone in this Phineas and Ferb's corner? They don't know where he is. Okay. Hmm. 
He's acting as his own agent. <laughs> How much prep time does Phineas and Ferb have? Let's say if, if he gets the whole Manson family, let's say Phineas and Ferb get a full Saturday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then it's Phineas and Ferb. If they get a full Saturday, then... They don't get the whole weekend, but they get the, 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 the lion's share of the weekend. Yeah, the, the productive day of the weekend. Uh, yeah, they get Sunday to enact the plan oh, and Saturday man. to draw it up in blueprints. <laughs> I, I hope we get... I mean, it's... I hope we get advanced enough in like deep fake technology where we could just have once upon a time in Hollywood, but instead of Leo and Brad Pitt, it's just Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) (laughs) Like Ferb, like visits the Manson ranch. Uh, I'm taking Phineas and Ferb. I, I didn't watch the show much as a kid, but I I like their quite good. That's what I hear. They could take down Doofenshmirtz. They could take down, uh, Charles Manson. Who's a singer songwriter. Yeah, but they've they've they never. So go ahead. I was just about to say they've only had to deal with very goofy crimes. I feel like it, yeah. it depends on where the fight takes place. If they walk into a room and and Helter Skelter is written on blood in the walls, <laughs> I think that they would be. I, there's like a level of like psychological affection on these children that they might not be Herb, able. To I fight. know what we're gonna do today. <laughs> <laughs> Candace is calling the parents immediately. Because. <laughs> They, d- they didn't deal with Dr. Doofenshmirtz, but that was more of a Perry the Platypus uh, off doing his own thing. I, they were just I like making an amusement park in their backyard and trying to disassemble it before their parents got home. They've never been rushed with a knife, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, there was that one episode. You don't know how they, how they would respond. Uh, just so you know, that this was the this was the matchup I went with. My my working one that I was going to use uh, up until a couple hours ago was Jigsaw versus Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Also think, a good one. <laughs> Hello, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes orange soup? <laughs> you have 15 minutes. You do, you do, you do, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, I figured that Phineas and Ferb versus an actual serial killer was fun. Yeah. But, that- but I do like picturing Keenan and Kel as Carrie Elways and... The other guy, I forget who else is in. Th- I haven't seen Jigsaw. I haven't seen Saw One. I know Carrie Elway is gets left behind. Spoilers. <laughs> I should know this. It's it's fucking. It's the the screenwriter. He worked with James Wan. Shane. Oh, Lee Wan L. Lee Wan L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he the other guy? Okay. Yeah, but it's Keenan and Kel. <laughs> I want to see one of them that's left behind. Yeah. No, one of them. <laughs> oh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keenan saws his leg off and goes, I'll be back with help. And Kel, Kel goes, Ah, oh, here it goes. <laughs> Wait, no, Keenan, hold on. Don't. I need. Uh, what is, why are there pictures in Game the back? Over. <laughs> I, 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 I feel bad about entering Charles Manson into the Pantheon, so I want to kick him out and keep Phineas and Fur, but now I'm more interested in Keenan and Kel also. Okay, we can decide which one goes in the Pantheon. Keenan and Kel beat the Manson family. Maybe not Phineas and Fur. <laughs> I, I I am gonna fo- I'm gonna open up a premiere whatever premiere I have on my computer and put the, the saw score over the end of a Keenan and Kel episode. <laughs> Hello, Keenan. You've spent your days knocking over stacks of cans at your job. <laughs> Before you were st- <laughs> Before you were twenty two liters of orange. Soda. <laughs> One of which contains the antidote. Oh, will you drink them in front of your best friend Kel, knowing he will not have a last drop, or will you give them to him and save your own life? 
I can't handle this. The guys. choice is yours. The choice is yours. Oh. Coolio's there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it goes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay, man. see, we can keep this going because it's like, all right, you can finish Ferb, Keenan, Kel, Drake, and Josh. Put him in an octagon. Who's, who's leaving? The Manson family. The tag team trios match. <laughs> And then the Manson family. <laughs> we got the Snick lineup, and then the Manson family. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh, jeez! Oh, I'm invited. So we're we're firmly on Phineas and Ferb slash Keenan and Kel could beat any serial yeah. killer. <laughs> they could find their way out. I'm pretty sure. I might be imagining this. They could survive. I think there was like a Keenan and Kel episode that was like that one uh, segment in a, a Pulp Fiction where they're like trapped in the basement. And like, obviously something bad's going to happen, but they're like, they just, you know, goof their way out. I might be imagining that. It would have been a good episode. It happened in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I think it also happened in Keenan and yeah, Kel. Yeah, I believe that. Oh. Which had bro lives. Um. All right, that's that's it for Will's Tournament of Champions. Your, your regularly scheduled Tyler Champions will be back the next week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll do one. Yeah. Think of something. No. It'll take me a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Let's be real. No. That's cute. <laughs> uh, well, folks, I have been, this has been Radish. I have been Sean. You can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. I'm Will from online. You can find me at Will from online. So good. Uh, I'm Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast. correct. Yeah, I've that puberty's hitting hard. <laughs> that uh, that last segment there ruined me. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> if I was going to be able to finish out the episode. Um, you can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Our uh, network, Indiesaurus Net. Uh, you can join our Discord at radish.com/discord. Also, uh, tune in on Thursdays uh, when we record this live. Twitch.tv/radishpod. Um, come be a producer. God, what else do we need to plug? Um, TikTok's gated. That'll be up on YouTube soon. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to Jigsaw's Traps, homes of Jigsaw's Traps. Can I take a pound of your skin? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>